try not to be before you very long as we continue. We've talked all this year so far about the kingdom of God, and we are continuing in that. God wants us to have a kingdom focus because he has a kingdom assignment. Amen. And this morning, he wants us to be loose. Somebody say, be loose. Amen. To be delivered from distractions. Isn't that right? Somebody say that. We're going to talk about that. Deliverance from distractions. What kind of distractions are you talking about? They're all around. And we look at Nehemiah chapter 6. We look at the man of God, Nehemiah, who was a cupbearer. He served under uh, the Persian king, our taxers. And this was a position of privilege and honor. But he leaves that place and he gets permission to go and to rebuild and repair the work of God, the house of God, which has fallen apart. And if we look at Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 1, we see that Nehemiah was not without opposition. The Bible says that Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of the enemies found out that I had finished rebuilding the wall and that no gaps remained, though we had not set up the doors in the gates. So Sanballat and Geshem sent a message asking me to meet them at one of the village in the plain of Ono. Listen, the enemy found out what Nehemiah was doing. And he says here in verse, the end part of verse 2, it says, I realized they were plotting to harm me. So I replied by sending this message to them. I'm engaged in a great work. Come on, it's our key verse. I'm engaged. That's the key. You've got to be in it. He was engaged in not any kind of work, not a small work, but a great work. And why was it great? Because it was a work of God. And he said, so I can't come. They wanted him to come and have a talk, have a meeting. He says, I can't come. Why should I come, stop working to come and to meet with you? Here, this was the distraction. Sanballat, Geshem, Tobiah, they were trying to hinder and slow down Nehemiah's progress, his productivity. The thing that he was engaged and he set his heart to do for God, they were after it. Don't you know he's after you? As soon as you get your heart and your mind in a place where you're going to do the work of God, and I'm not talking about church work, I'm talking about a kingdom life. I'm talking about a kingdom faith, a kingdom walk. Listen, a kingdom mindset. As soon as you get that, there will be opposition. But don't you know that that opposition is greater, not greater than God? Listen, there is nothing that the enemy has or that the enemy can do to stop you other than the thing that you give them permission to do. They came to Nehemiah and says, Nehemiah, we want to have a conversation. They had no intention of helping him do anything, but they wanted to distract him from what he was doing. And don't you know the enemy wants to do that? He wants to distract you from the thing that God is calling you to do right now. He comes to bring all types of problems. The folk call on the phone, so-and-so in trouble. They call on the phone, somebody's sick. Call on the phone, somebody died. 
call on the phone. The, you got bill trouble. Come on, you got something go wrong and your air conditioner went out. Garage door won't go up. Y'all not saying nothing. These are distractions. Listen, you get your mind, heart, and set to do something. All of a sudden, your finances are not right. Come on, all of a sudden, you go to the doctor, you get a checkup, and he say, well, I think I see something, and so I need you to go get a test, and I need you to go here, and I need you to go there. Before you know it, the thing that you set yourself to do, you can't do it because you are consumed with problems. And listen, the enemy comes to distract us. The Lord was dealing with me this morning. I done studied something whole different, and the Lord just challenged me this morning that he want me to preach about something else, so here it is. And he said, I want you to tell my people that COVID-19 has been a major distraction for the body of Christ, particularly. I'm not talking about what happened down on Wall Street. I'm not talking about what's going on in Washington. But he said, principally, the COVID-19 pandemic has been a major distraction for the people of God. Because, listen, instead of doing the thing God wants us to do, we have allowed the enemy to slow us down and distract us from the work of God. I can just go back one year ago today, pretty much, I believe it was March 2020, the Lord had given the Remnant Church an assignment, and we were working on it. But you know what? All hell broke loose. Y'all not saying nothing. They shut everything down. We were in the process of moving. Listen, I didn't know we was going to be able to get a U-Haul or not. I didn't know if we were supposed to be doing this or not. I didn't know if the finances were going to line up. Listen, they was talking about economy and all this stuff. And I said, well, Lord, this does not look like a good time to do this. But the Lord gave us this mandate and commission that he wanted us to move and to build and to grow his work. But there comes a pandemic. But listen, in that moment, in that season, in that time where we had a great need and there was a great shift that God wanted to do and he's yet doing in us, there was this distraction of COVID-19, this fear of there's this virus that you can't see. And oh, can we go down there? We need to pack. We need to get out of this place. And then we needed to get rid of a bunch of stuff. And there were random people that were driving up to the church. They didn't want nobody wearing no mask then. There was this fear and uncertainty about what was going on and what did this mean. But at the same time, there's this word from God that we are to move forward, that we are to buy, that we are to build. And I want you to know today that the same thing God is doing with us corporately, he's doing with you individually. He has something he wants to build, he wants to grow, he wants to do in your life. He had something he wanted to build through Nehemiah. He says the wall must be built. Listen, there's a wall and there's a breach in many of us, in our family, in our world, in our heart, in our mind. And we've allowed the enemy just to tear down and disrupt. And God have given us an assignment and a call that we ought to walk up right before him, that we ought to seek him, that we ought to find him, that we ought to know him. But instead, we've allowed the distractions that have come to thwart us off and take our attention off the thing of God. But I want you to know there's a major shift that's happening in our world. Are you paying attention? Do you know what season it is? Is there anybody in here that God's been speaking to in the midnight hour? Anybody God's been tugging on, letting him know that there's something happening in the earth. There's something taking place, and I need your attention. I need your help. I need your assignment to be sure. I need you to know who you are in me. There's a kingdom work. There's something that I want to build because there's something that's going to be 
torn down, but I want tearing down people. I'm not in the business of tearing down of your family or your mind, but I want to build and grow something up in you, in your faith. But we let things get our attention off of God. Um, sometimes folk call you. And I sometimes wonder, what you calling me for? What you want me to do about it? There's nothing I can do. I can pray. But even sometimes somebody calling you to pray about something, they haven't prayed themselves. Listen, you've got to learn how to recognize what a distraction is when a distraction comes. Thank you, Lord. Nehemiah recognized he is Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem. They came. And then he realized that they really were not there to do him any good, but he says they were plotting to harm him. When we look at this in verse 4, it says four times they sent this same message. Don't you know the enemy is persistent? Don't you know the enemy does not give up easily, but he comes back repeatedly, and you've got to learn how to recognize the pattern when he arrives. You've got to learn to recognize when this is from God and when it's not says four times they sent the same message. Sometimes as a believer, we twist things because we think because it's repetitive that God is trying to tell us something. But oftentimes when God says something, he say it one time. Y'all not saying nothing. Oftentimes when the Lord speaks, the Lord speaks and he gives that word and, it's, and it is. And it's out there and it's up for us to catch a hold to it. But the enemy, he'll come back. He'll repeatedly come back with the same thing because then you think, well, maybe this is God. But we've got to learn what's God and what's not. It said four times they sent the same message, and each time I gave them the same reply. Listen, here is something that we get from Scripture, that when there are distractions, how do we deal with those distractions? Listen, you've got to be consistent in what God has given you to do and what God has told you to say. And listen, don't change your response. Somebody say that. The Bible says, let your yes be yes, let your no be no. Somebody come to you, oh, I think I need your help. I want you to help me sell some Avon. You done told them, I don't want to do that. I don't have time for that. And I'm not demonizing that. I'm just using that example. They come to you, I want you to join this thing over here. And you done told them no. But they keep coming back. They keep coming back. So after a while, instead of telling them no, you say yes, because you want them to leave you alone. But listen, all of a sudden now you're sucked into something that you didn't want to do someplace you didn't want to go and you are off course on your assignment each time they had the same message each time Nehemiah gave the same response but if you look at verse 5 it says the fifth time Sambalat's servant came with an open letter in his hand he brought something tried to make it look more official and he said this is what it says there's a rumor among the surrounding nations in Geshem that tells me it is true that you and the Jews are planning to rebel, and that is why you are building the wall. According to his report, you plan to be their king. He also reports that you appointed prophets in Jerusalem to proclaim about you. Look, there's a king in Judah. You can be very sure that this report will get back to the king. So I suggest that you come and talk to me. So their fourth times where they come the fifth time they try something different to try to intimidate the man of God from going against the thing that God have assigned him to do listen how do we know when there's a distraction oftentimes the enemy will try to intimidate you to try to get you off course why because he's opposed to your growth in God 
See, there's, there's one thing not to know who you are and not to know what God has called you to do. But when you do know and when you get about that assignment, the devil is opposed to that because that is a place of growth in God. He understands you have a kingdom assignment that God's hand is on your life, but you've got to learn how to recognize when things are sent your way to distract you from the plan and the purpose that God has for your life. How do we get delivered from these distractions? We've got to look at the life of Nehemiah. We've got to understand and know that Nehemiah prayed about the problems that he saw. Listen, there are problems everywhere. People got issues. But you've got to be led of God before you involve yourself because you can't help everybody. Y'all listening to me? You can't help everybody. You can't be everybody's savior. You can't bail everybody out. Y'all not saying nothing. You are not God. And sometimes even in our own family, we want to be the savior. We want to be the answer. But we've got to learn how to let God do it and how to let God fix it. Listen, God may not have given you that authority or that permission to go and intervene in a particular situation. Have you heard his voice? And are you focused on what he had told you to do? Because, see, as a believer, we like to spiritualize stuff. Say, well, I'm doing a great work for God. Listen, I'm doing a work for God. But is it the work of God? Is the work that God called you to do? Do you know what season you're in? Do you know what time it is? And I'm just convinced this morning that too many of us, we are off focus and off course. And we are not discerning and hearing and listening to the voice of God to really know what time it is. Listen, there's another passage in scripture. It's not my primary text this morning, but I want to share it. It's in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 23, and then verse 32. It says here, from the tribe of Issachar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their relative. All these men understood the times, the signs of the time, and they knew what to do. Where are the people of Issachar right now? Where are the children of Issachar right now? See, what was it going on? If you go back to verse 23 in First Chronicles chapter 7, it says, These are the numbers of armed warriors who joined David at Hebron. And they were all eager to see David become king instead of Saul, just as the Lord has promised. Anybody got your focus and attention on God to know that he said there's a shift, there's a transition in happening? Anybody tired of Saul? Anybody ready for the David to rise up, the spirit of David to come and to take over and to rule and to reign? We've got comfortable with Saul. We've got comfortable and we got distracted by a Sanballat and a Tobiah. But listen, God has something for us to do, but we've got to see, we've got to know, we've got to perceive, and we've got to fix our eyes on Jesus. Praise the name of God. Understand the sign and know what to do. Deliverance from distractions. How do we get delivered from distractions? Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. You've got to keep your eyes and your focus has to be on Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, looking to Jesus, the founder, the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Listen, I'm so glad Jesus didn't get bound by the distraction of men. He didn't get enticed by what men wanted him to do, but he was looking up to the Father. It says before him, he saw the cross, but he de despised the shame. Listen, but he is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Why? Because he was focused on what God wanted him to do. And listen, God wants you to focus. He needs your attention to be on him. How do we do that? 
we've got to meditate on the word. Psalm 119 and 15 says, I will. You've got to be confident. You've got to have a confidence. You want to be delivered from distractions. You can't be unsure of who you are and what God has assigned to you. You've got to be confident. I didn't say you had to be arrogant or proud, but you've got to know this is your assignment. Because if you don't know what your assignment is, you will easily be thwarted and pulled off onto something else. Y'all listening to me? says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your way. Listen, if you want to have a kingdom life, if you want to please God, your eyes have to be fixed on his way because there are lots of other ways. There's lots of other things that you can do. See, there's a lots of other things and places COVID's got our focus and attention off of. Oh, it's time for me to get back to the beach. It's time for me to get back to the club. Y'all not saying nothing. It's time for me to get back down to the track. It's time for me to get back down to this social thing that I was in. It's time for me to get back down to this thing that I was working on that I got stopped. Listen, God says, listen, I put a pause here because I don't have your attention. I don't have your focus and I want you to see there's a shift. There's something happening and I need my people to rise up, to focus, to pay attention because it's time to build. It's time to expand. It's time for my kingdom to advance. But your eyes have to be fixed on his way. My God today, 1 Corinthians 7 and 35 says, I say this for your own benefit. I'm not saying this just for my benefit, but I'm saying this for your benefit, Paul said. Not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order, to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. Come on, we have to have an undivided devotion to God. Listen, he says a house divided against itself would not stand. How do I get delivered from distractions? I have to have a unified devotion to God. Listen, you can't serve God and people too. You just can't. You can't multitask. There's no such thing. They ask you that on your job. Can you multitask? No. I can't do but one thing good at a time. I really can't. Y'all not saying nothing. Somebody say focus. Now, I can have a lot of projects going on. Uh, this happens to me quite a bit on my job. I, I don't have an assistant, really. And so sometimes I'm in two or three meetings at one time. It's not possible. Uh, there's been times I was on a Zoom and I use the same Zoom meeting link. And I got different people on the link for different reasons. I said, oh, Lord, I done messed this up because I got too much going on. And sometimes that happened to us with God. Listen, we trying to keep this thing with God going. And then we trying to keep this thing over here going. And then we don't, before we know, we're not doing nothing. We're not moving nowhere. And spiritually, we're not growing. God wants your full attention. Y'all saying nothing this morning? For your benefit. Paul said, I didn't say this for my benefit. He says, I'm not trying to control you, but I want you to grow. He says, I'm saying this, 1 Corinthians 7, 35, to promote good order. Praise the name of God. They came to distract Nehemiah. Let me go back to our main text. He says here in verse 8, Nehemiah 6 and 8, I replied, there's no truth in any part of your story. You are making the whole thing up. Listen, Nehemiah knew what God said. And Nehemiah knew that that was a lie. What distractions do the enemy bring to try to take us our attention off of God so we can't grow and we can't flourish? He brings forth lies and misinformation. 
and we are allowed to do that. That's why you've got to be careful when God places you in a relationship that you don't listen to everybody and everything and everyone. You study to know a person for themselves. And don't get in this situation, you know, you, you get in a conversation, you having a conversation about somebody more than you've had a conversation with that person, not to even know what's really true and what's not. And sometimes we allow the enemy to trick us out of a thing. I tell people this all the time. Don't come to me about something about somebody. I want to study the norm for myself. Listen, when I hire somebody, I don't go around and tell everybody what they did and how they did it. And so they can have their own perception of what I want them to think. I want you to learn it for yourself. All right. And listen, so many of us, we allow misinformation to distract us from the assignment that God has for us. Y'all listening to me? How do we get delivered from distractions? We've got to walk in truth. And we got to want to know the truth. That's the thing. The truth is always there. But you have to want to receive the truth. Listen, so many of us have walked and received and cleaved to a lie. Instead of walking in the truth of who God is. And what his word says. And we don't realize that we're off course or off track. How do we know what the truth is? We've got to be firm in the word of God. Joshua 1 and 8 says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. What is that? The word of God. But you shall meditate it. Day. Let me say that right. You shall meditate on it day and night. Listen, it's like a book. It's got a front and a, uh, it's got a front back, a front end and a, a back end. Listen, we should start our day on the front end with the word. We should end it with the word. We should be in the truth of God's word. Why? It says so that you may be careful to do everything to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. Praise God. How do we get delivered from distractions? We've got to focus on the word of God. Proverbs 4 and 25 says, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Praise God. We had a course not too long ago about distracted driving. They were saying that so many of us when we drive, we're distracted. We're on the phone. We listen in the book. We listen in the music. But you really can't pay attention and focus doing all of those things. You, you can look down at a text, and I've done it, and within two seconds, you've gone further than what you think you've gone. Y'all not saying nothing? That's, that happens to us spiritually. When we take our focus and attention of, off of God, things are moving so fast around us. We, we get off just like that because we're not paying attention. Listen, we're trying to get to California. I, I was listening to a pilot. He was talking about how he sets his trajectory when he is on a course. They have a flight plan. He said, you can be off just a small degree. You're trying to get to Atlanta, and you end up in New York just by being off a bit. You know that happens to us in the spirit. And this is a time in the spirit for us to be focused. Y'all listening? Because God want to do something in your life. He want to do something through your life. But it's going to take your time. 
And the enemy wants your time. That's what he wanted from Nehemiah. He wanted Nehemiah to come down from the wall, from the work. But he told them, I can't come down because I'm doing a great work. Thank you, Lord. Come on, you've got to tell the enemy. The enemy talk, but you've got to talk back. Tell him, I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. God's got something for me. God's calling me. God needs me. I'm engaged in his work, and I don't have time for this. Somebody says that. I don't have time for this. Come on, you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be mean. But sometimes you got to tell folk, I don't have time for nonsense. I could get more done if I could focus on what I really needed to do. You know what? Even as a leader, I'm just going to share with y'all this morning. I don't care how high my position is. I spend most of my time dealing with foolishness and nonsense. And I can't do the things that I need to do because of these distractions. But I've learned how to realize what those things are and let somebody else handle this. Because there's something else I need to be done. Come on. And God needs you to be planning. He needs you to be looking forward. He needs you to be looking at him. He needs you to, to get yourself you do too busy. Sometimes we can be so busy that we're not doing nothing at all. Listen, what is the thing that God have assigned to your hand right now? And there's a lot you could do. I had somebody call me not too long ago. Say, do you, you got time for consulting? Do you got time for this? Do you got time for that? Now, I was said, it sounds good, you know, but I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. I can't barely keep up with the stuff I'm doing right now. And that sound good, though. It look good. But is it the work of God? Come on. It's time for us to get delivered from distractions. How do we do it? First Peter 5 and 8 says, be sober-minded. Be watchful. Because your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a lion, seeking someone to devour. Thank you, Lord. Nehemiah knew who he was and knew what God called him to do. Come on, we've allowed this pandemic to become a great distraction to us. We're not about the business of God. Listen, some of us, we've gotten so caught up on the series on Netflix, but we don't know nothing about the word. Listen, we know everything going on, but what's the word of God? Y'all not saying nothing. We caught up on all of the social media, and we caught up on all of the, the fake news. <laughs> y'all know, y'all done forgot that. <laughs> I'm not going to call names today, but listen. It's time for us to get out of these distractions. What are we supposed to do? Colossians 3 and 2 says, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. That's what the Bible said. He said, set your mind on things that are above, not that things that are on the earth. I like Hebrews 3 and 1. I'm done. Therefore, holy brothers, Partners in the heavenly calling. God wants to partner with you. He partnered with Nehemiah to do a great work, something that was bigger than him. Listen, God's got something that he wants to do through you that's bigger than you. It's bigger than what you can do by yourself. Thank you, Lord. What has taken your focus off of God? Hebrews 3 and 1 says, keep your focus on Jesus, the apostle and high priest. Of our confession, my wife answered the door yesterday, and she said the whole family out there. And I forget the, the exact question, but someone's along the lines of, "Did you know Jesus was coming back again?" 
or something about the rapture. And I thought to myself, most folks ain't thinking about that and, and don't even know what it is. But you know what? Jesus is coming again. Hallelujah. And so many are going to be in a place of distraction because they're not looking. Hallelujah. We're looking. We're focused on the wrong things. Thank you, Lord. God wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to have a good time, but not to the point where we spend eternity in hell. I, I had this vision, if you want to call it that, the other day. And it wasn't the other day. It was several couple weeks ago. But I, I saw, like, people being pulled in hell. But they was church people. And I saw, Lord, I don't want to be like this and live and serve you and go to hell because of distractions. Lord, help us to get our eyes on you. See, the enemy know how to fix something up that's a lie and make it look good. Y'all not saying nothing today. They wrote Nehemiah a letter that looked good. We in this day, this happens all the time, where the enemy is fabricating a lie and it looks like truth. And if you're not focused on Jesus, you'll believe it. Thank you, Lord. And we are in that time. Jesus said it would be that way in the last days. He says, if it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. Come on, it's time for us to see clearly what God is doing, what God wants from us. Come on, he has his hand on your life. But recognize when things are sent your way to distract you from the plan and purpose of God. Recognize the strategy of the enemy. He wants to undermine your confidence. Tell you, God didn't tell you to do that. God didn't want you to say that. He wants you to hide. Look at verse 11. Nehemiah, they said, well, well let's go to the temple. Come on. Let's, let's go there so they can't find us. Listen, it's not time for the people of God to hide. God wants you to come out of hiding if you've been hiding. You don't have to be ashamed of who you are and whose you are and what called God has called you to do. And that's the issue with us now. Too many of the work of the men and women of God, we are hiding. We don't want nobody to see us. We don't want nobody looking at us. I, I used to be that way. My sister knows this. When we was coming up, my mom used to make us get up and sing. And I really didn't have too much problem with singing, but I didn't want nobody looking at me. <laughs> I didn't want to get up in front of folk, okay? And too many of us, we don't want nobody looking at us. We, we're hiding. But listen, God's got something on the inside of you that somebody else needs. Nehemiah was a cupbearer, but God called him to a higher place and says, I need you to work on this wall. I need you to repair the thing that I made. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm doing a great work, and I can't come down. People of God, it's time for you to get delivered from distractions. That the only way to do it is to focus your eyes on Jesus. How do we do it? He's the word. We've got to know the word, and we've got to be in prayer. Come on, we've got to pray. We're going back to that. We took a break, but we've been impressed to do more praying down here at the church. So on Thursdays at noon to 1, we're going to be here until the Lord say different. We need to pray. Thank you, Lord. Let me see. All is well. The numbers are going down. 
all everything is opening. They about to end the mass ma mandate and all this. I'm here to tell you, saints, the devil sees something that many of us cannot see. And he wants us to do the thing that we want to do and miss out on this opportunity that's before us for a great outpouring of the presence of God, a great shaking and awakening. Hallelujah. Praise God that's coming. But don't miss it because you were distracted. Don't miss it because you were trying to build what you wanted instead of what God wanted. Don't miss it because you have come down to have some conversation and dialogue with folk who ain't trying to do nothing but to waste your time. Listen, time wasted is one of the biggest enemies to the believer because the enemy knows that time is short. And so he wants you to waste your time in nonsense. Having a conversation that's not going nowhere. Y'all not saying nothing? Thank you, Lord. Lord, deliver us from distractions today. We want to hear your voice. We want to be engaged in your work. It's great. God, it's, it's firm. And we want to be confident in what you call us to do. God, we don't want to be hindered and pulled in all different directions. We don't want to be double-minded. We don't want our devotion to be watered down. But Lord, we want to be in a place where when you speak to us, we're not so busy that we don't have time for you. We're not so distracted that we can't do the thing that you've asked us to do. God, we can't pray. We can't fast. We can't read your word. We can't serve because we have engaged ourselves in the frivolous of people, the frivolousness of men, the foolishness of this world. You said that we weren't to set our things, mind on the things of the earth, but of the things that are above. And look unto Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. And God, we've allowed distractions to, to pull us out of your purpose to pull us out of the places of promise that you have for us. God, we want to be this church, these people who are called and who are like those men of Issachar who knew that Saul's time was up. They knew the times. They discerned what God had them to do. God, raise your people up now to know the signs, to see the times, and give us what to do and how to do it. Don't let our focus be off of you. Don't let this word depart from our mouth. Lord, help us to be careful. You said you would make our way prosperous and give us good success. You said to seek ye first the kingdom of God and righteousness, and these things will be added. We thank you. You tell us to be sober-minded and watchful. You told us, God, you've given us power to resist the enemy when he comes back. Persistent. Lord, let our election and our calling be sure. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise for it now. We give you praise for it now. Some of us, we lost our peace because we've been distracted. But you said you'd keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Lord, deliver us from everything that has come to rob us of peace and bring forth torment in our life. God, we thank you for it now. We thank you for it now in the name of Jesus. 
God, we praise you for it now. Forgive us for wasting time. Forgive us for quitting prematurely. Don't allow us to be intimidated by the enemy, by his threats and his lies, his schemes and his plots. And help us to come out of every place that we have hid. God, Lord, we thank you right now that you have called us into this place where you want us to be free, not to do the things that we want to do, but to do the things that you've asked for us to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, Lord. I've shared with you just briefly from the word of God this morning to keep your focus, to, to come be, get unhinged from everything that have burdened you down, that have kept you away from the thing of God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You have a kingdom assignment. There's something God wants to build. He wants to grow. He wants to do through your life. But it's hard to do it when you're distracted. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You may be listening to me this morning and say, Preacher, I've been distracted. I've allowed fear of what the enemy have said and what people have they have done or whatever it is to to pull me out to pull me away from you i've allowed sickness and disease to overtake my body i've allowed the hurt of the past to cause me not to see the future that god has for me i've allowed My own self, my own mindset, my own desire has diminished because I've been distracted. I felt like I missed something, and so I'm having a good time, but it's not a God time. And Lord, I want to have a God time. Lord, I want to experience you in a greater way. I, I want to be a part of this awakening. I want your spirit to come alive and quicken me on the inside. I want to be like Nehemiah, who's engaged in a great work and can't come down. Lord, I thank you this morning, even for giving me a boldness and a courage to know when to say no to opportunities that aren't timed right for me. Lord, deliver me from distractions today. In the name of Jesus, praise the name of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's someone this morning that I'm speaking to that there's, there's been a physical thing uh, that have been a major distraction. Uh, the Lord wants to free from you from this morning, a physical thing, an area of infirmity and sickness. Can't pray, can't fast. The, because this, this distraction, this is really what it is, something the enemy has sent. Uh, to come, to bring you down off the wall. Hallelujah. The Lord says, I need you on the wall, but you off the wall. Listen, because this place of torment physically have overtaken your life, and the Lord wants to free you from that this morning in Jesus' name. I want to pray for you, and 